1: NordVPN.com slash FIFO brings you the fastest VPN in the world, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, and online threat protection that blocks you against malware, annoying pop-up ads, and so much more. And they have several tiers for you. That way you can get what you want. You can get four months free and a 30-day money-back guarantee with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Maybe you want to order UFC pay-per-views but don't want to spend so much money. Maybe you miss AEW Plus or WWE Network or something like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to change your virtual location with just one click and gain access to those things. Get that geo-blocked content. Make sure you browse safely and securely. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes your browsing experience and just your life experience much more versatile. Four months free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful here with a name you know. You've seen him a little bit of everywhere. You've seen him in AEW. You've seen him in Impact Wrestling, Championship Wrestling. You even saw him in WWE once upon a time. We got
0: Peter Avalon.
1: Peter, how you doing?
0: The pretty professional producer, Peter Avalon, PPA all day. Man, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm happy to have you here as well. So uh, a little story I didn't mention off the air. There was like Kentucky still has a uh, an athletic commission, right? It's so weird. Yeah. But the guy that ran it used to wrestle and he was like, he was kind of a hard ass to, to a lot of us. Like he was, he was like very, very by the book. He made headlines when he derailed bar stools, like rough and rowdy show out here one (laughs) time. But we found out that his gimmick name was Peter perfect. And he was, he was really like effeminate, and he'd be like, I have the perfect Peter and all that stuff. And I tried to Google all of his stuff, but because you do so much stuff, you're the only double P Peter. You're the only PP Peter that pops up on Google. You have completely wiped out his
0: SEO. Good, 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 good. When you look up PP on Google, you find That's
1: right. me ideally, right? That's right. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn, Peter Avalon completely overcame it. And I told him that and he's like, good. I'm glad he's like, I don't want any of that stuff out there, but. But here you are. man. There's there's so much to talk about. I've never had the opportunity to interview you before. But um, I was telling you off the air, one of the first times I saw you was obviously the Norv Furnham stuff. And that's what made me look at EC3 and be like, this guy can do a lot. But look at Norv Furnham. He's an entertaining (laughs) guy. Thank you. Thank you. What did that mean to you at that point of your career? Because you had been in wrestling for a few years at that point.
0: I had. Uh, man, it was also at like a down point in my personal life, too. I was at like my smallest. I was like mentally unwell. I was in a bad relationship. So to have something like this, uh, like, you know, kind of been given to me, I was like, hey, awesome, cool. Uh, what was funny about it, though, and um, just kind of tacked on into that, to that mental anguish I was dealing with at the time was I found out why I was reached out. And it was that they wanted somebody to wrestle EC3 that didn't look like a wrestler. So everybody they had asked, apparently, they looked like wrestlers in these uh, producers' eyes. And when they said them, good old sick, pretty Pete, they said, this is the one. This is the guy. And here I came.
1: And I mean, like, to be fair, like years later, when I saw you as Peter Avalon, I didn't know that it was the same guy at first. I think I looked at your cage match or something like that, and I was like, Oh my God, that's the guy that I liked in TNA Wrestling. Eventually, they they brought you back and you had like a quick world title match. Like, how did you feel by that point? Were you like happy to do that? Or were you like, man, I'm ready to move past this thing?
0: Of course, I was ready to move past North because it just reminded me of when I was sick. They were intentionally uh, like, I can look stupid on my own, you know, but they were trying their damnedest to like make me look stupid on how, how they sigh. And it was just like, let's put this kid in a single. And then when I came back, I was a little bigger. So I did, I filled the singlet out and, uh, the segment was real short. I got like squashed right away. Um, impact actually we had a, we had a show, they had a show with championship wrestling. They used all their production. We ran at the, believe the Florentine gardens when they did a, a tour of Los Angeles. So it was appropriate for them to, you know, pack their wrestlers and the apron and come use all of United wrestling stuff. Um, so they put me Jordan Clearwater on the show. Uh, so I think it was on impact. It might've been on their online, whatever. Uh, but it's available there. I also had a tag match in my stripper gimmick, uh, for impact as well. Um, you know, so they were, they were given a couple of the United wrestling guys matches because of course they had to.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you brought up United wrestling and like you know birth from championship wrestling and a lot of that. Right. I don't think a lot of people know you did a bunch of production work there as well. Like, how did yeah, you man. get into that, and like, what is the process? I heard like hundreds of episodes you did production
0: on. I've done. I've I've, I've produced over two hundred and fifty episodes of television uh, with just championship wrestling from Arizona alone. It's a regional broadcast to Arizona, Phoenix, Tucson, and Yuma were the major markets it was in. Uh, at the time, Phoenix is the tenth largest DMA uh, in the United States, so it had a lot of people watching. You know our program, uh, and then it was available. Uh, um, all over the world uh, online. I think it was on Fight TV as well. And I'm just going to say, I think like me and the, and the guys at the time, because we were such a good team, we saved uh, United Wrestling, especially with the especially United Wrestling, the the Championship Wrestling from Arizona broadcast. It was around for three years. I ran it for two years. Uh, the first year started off okay in Tucson, and by the end of that year, uh, the person that was running the show didn't want to run the show anymore the casino didn't want to have the relationship with us anymore and the show was on the verge of being canceled uh we were able to finance it get it financed and we moved it to phoenix to the nile theater in mesa arizona uh which is next door to phoenix uh the nile's an awesome theater if anyone's in uh in town over there and wants to see a show a punk rock show or something they're awesome they got an upstairs and a downstairs a very gracious very gracious building um but we formed a good relationship with them and we saved the damn show. We ran it for another two years where our first show was at the this, at this shit nightclub called the Empire Room and uh, we were with this this shit promoter. I don't remember what the hell his name was who cares and he, and he ran us for for a bunch of money and he said he was going to promote Alberto del Rio on uh, at the time it was okay to promote Alberto del Rio on this show and uh, we never booked Alberto. The guy took all our money, and he went and ran a, ran a show across town. I'm so shocked. Yeah, he ran a show, ran a lucha show across town with our money, and that that show was a tournament to crown our first champion. We drew a whopping, ready for this? Eight people. Eight. In that crowd. Eight whole people, a lot of empty chairs. So we you all outdrew of-
1: the audience, probably. Yeah,
0: the wrestler we had more wrestlers in the the tournament we had eight wrestlers in the tournament (laughs) it was what that was like it was me royce isaacs you know we had we had we had good dudes uh yeah we had good dudes in this in this tournament um to crown our first champion who ended up being gino rivera and then we just built this show we finally formed a relationship with the with the nile room and by the time uh, we were up and running at the Nile. We were selling these shows out. We packed the house. We're turning people away. We were booking uh, we were booking guys from the NWA like Tim Storm, Nick Aldiss. uh we booked everyone's favorite MJF way before Tony did. Like <laughs> So uh, I, I know Tony, I know that MJF's a television star, but I saw that too. That's why we put him on television. So I produced him on uh, on the Arizona Show. And I also put him on, booked him on my uh, a birthday party show that I had in 2000. Oh, nice! Yeah, he wrestled on both broad on both programs. uh, He defended his CZW championship. Uh, He wrestled uh, in the Arizona show a local guy named Watson, very talented. And then he wrestled uh, uh, Ring of Honor's Bateman on my birthday on my birthday show.
1: That's that's incredible. So I mean, like, what all? goes into the process of something like that? Like how, how far would the production aspect that you were involved in do? I I know in, in stuff like that, it's like, sometimes you have your hands in every single thing on any given
0: week. Oh dude, with Arizona, we're very, we were very bare bones, very bare bones budget as well as bare bones, you know? So we had a smaller crew. You could throw money at, at everything and you could get the solution done. We didn't have that. So we had to be very DIY and practical, and we, and we pulled it out of our ass sometimes uh, to get to the show that we're selling, selling the Nile Theater out and, and turning people away. Uh, people tuning into the show every week. People still come up to me and talk about Arizona when I'm not just in Arizona. Talk, they talk about my feud with Tim Storm, they talk about uh, they, that they wish that they saw. The, the finale to me fighting R3, who's a local Arizona guy. So it's like, shit, thank you for watching. People uh, still co- brought up the MJF-Watson match just because he uh, pulled a, some bullshit to keep the belt. It's like, you know, the, people, the, the show came in, was around for a very short time, but it became the number one thing in Arizona for wrestling right away. So I kept calling myself the number one wrestler Arizona that's not from Arizona
1: you know <laughs> I love uh I mean I love Tim Storm I I Tim's great around I think it was after it was after his NWA world title run because admittedly before that the only reason I knew Tim Storm is because I would google who the NWA world champion was and right. then he would pop up and when Billy Corgan bought it I was like well what the hell are they going to do with this and then you met and saw Tim Storm I did this interview with him yeah. And he's just this genuine, captivating guy. He is the everyman that looks like a Superman. Like, he's it's, yeah. he's such a unique thing. And he's like, no, I just love yeah. wrestling. And he was the only guy that wasn't carneying the NWA. He's the only guy that showed he was genuine. And yeah. And y'all are having a kiss my foot match.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> as much as I hate his disgusting feet, he is a genuine man and he is a great man. I just did NWA recently, so it was great to see him again. And he got to do commentary uh, with Joe Galley, who is also an Arizona yeah. legend. Uh, commentary on Arizona shows. So it was nice to kind of be back amongst the crew that helped establish Arizona. You know, it was good. So,
1: who reaches out to you these days to to get you on NWA? I know there's there's Pat Kenny doing a lot of stuff like that, but uh, who's the person that reaches out? Especially considering you you do still have an affiliation with AEW.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a personal relationship with Billy, with Billy Corgan. Okay. I also have a personal relationship with Billy Trask, the the director of the broadcast. He's a former roommate of mine, um, and he's very, very talented pro wrestling director. He directed our, uh, he did a lot of the the championship wrestling shows and the Arizona shows, and he's, he's very, very, very talented director. Um, and then uh, uh, Joe Galley, Matt Kenny. So,
1: yeah, I, I was always interested yeah. about that. And I, I know you work in New Japan. I just always assume mm-hmm. the answer to that is Rocky Romero.
0: Rocky Romero has been uh, my my point of contact when it comes to <laughs> uh, New Japan. Yeah, so it's exciting though. I'm a, I'm kicking ass over there, man. I'm undefeated, two and zero. Big P. How TikTok's how has that been thing?
1: doing New Japan stuff? Because I, I love Wonderful. what New Japan Strong is doing. Like I, I think that that is just. It's such a wonderful wrestling product that, that has, yeah. like, th- they'll have their young guys, then they'll have established guys, then out of nowhere, they'll have guys like you pop up from other companies that, that we've seen all yeah. over TV. It's, it's, it's a fantastic format.
0: I love it. I I get I feel I'm getting an opportunity to showcase stuff I don't really get to, to showcase that I can do, uh, especially with, like, a, you know, American television style. Pro wrestling that I'm so fond of. Uh, but with the with the with the more fight and combat, I get to you know, step it up a level, I feel when it comes to aggression and things.
1: So another time I'd seen you pop up on TV before AEW was against the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh um, brother. So I'm mean, boys. <laughs> that that is an ass-whipping experience, but I mean you're in there mm-hmm. and especially given you know, unfortunate passing of Brody Lee, probably something you hold close I- to your heart, I would imagine.
0: I like I, I, that that man is another genuine man. Every I know you've everyone's heard the stories, of personal stories. So I don't have as much of a personal relationship uh, with him, unfortunately. But from my short time knowing him and getting to interact with him, he's a beautiful man. Uh, the time at WWE, he made me feel very comfortable, especially because at the time it's not a comfortable place to be backstage, especially as a as an extra, man. You know, and I was an extra uh, in Phoenix at the time, and I. I had a, a a tryout producer match uh, before the, with the, in front of the producers before the show, um, and then they threw me and another California guy Fidel Bravo in there to get beat up by the by the Hammer Boys. And when we were in gorilla position, of course me and me and Fidel are like nervous. We're talking to each other. We put up, we put together this match with them, uh, and then just as we're warming up and stretching and doing our thing, Rodi is just very talkative. You know, he's looking us in the face, in the eyes, and and smiling and being very nice and. And uh, I know that doesn't sound like much, but when no one's fucking looking at you all day, for somebody to look at you with the eyes and smile and talk to yeah. you, it means a fucking lot, you know? Uh, and like, we just, we had, I think he might've known that we had mutual friends from, from the independents and have worked a lot of the same things over uh, just, you know, different times. And um, we just had a good conversation. And what we bonded over was our fan, our, our fandom of Kane, you know, that oh, we enjoyed nice. Kane. Uh, I complimented his gear and I said, it reminded me of Kane. And he said, that's what I was going for. When I asked for it, I love Kane. And I was like, bro. (laughs) And we just started talking about Kane.
1: I've tried to get uh, Gallows to book on one of his talking shop a manias since they don't have, they can't be Kane. He was the fake Kane. So what he should have is somebody be the fake fake Kane and face
0: double fake. I like that.
1: The one time I spoke to Brody Lee, it was because I was working on a story about him being upset that someone else wasn't taken care of in the ring. And uh, he kind of knew that was going to get out, but uh, he called. He let me know the story. He's like, well, I'd appreciate it if it didn't. And then before we got off the phone, he's like, by the way, I got a big scoop for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Then he hung up. Which... (laughs) <laughs> it's probably one of yeah. my favorite experiences of all time but like everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too. connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home Uh, I, I'm always so interested in how people end up in those extra spots, in like working a match with the Bludgeon Brothers. Who did you get in contact with or vice versa to even come in?
0: Man, shit, I don't remember. I want to say I think I just got booked as a, as a regular extra. And then because uh, they saw that I was there, they gave me the uh, the match in front of the producers. Uh, Adam Pierce is one of the producers. Uh, so I knew uh, people – going in. I knew a lot of the wrestlers there at the time, which are a lot of my coworkers now, uh, funnily, funny enough. And then, um, yeah, so it was just, they kind of, they, they knew I was there, so they gave me a match with a wrestler that I had been booking on the Arizona show in front of producers, uh, and it went well. Um, it went well that they pulled me over to the side to talk to people, and they were telling me about considering me for 205. They had positions, uh, spots available for 205, um, things like that. So,
1: yeah, I had I had actually heard that. I had heard that mm-hmm. um, that there were multiple people in the company that were pushing for you to be on two hundred five. Why, mm-hmm. like, why did you not end up doing that? Like, was it was it just a personal choice? Did you look at? Because uh, I mean, I I don't have a frame of reference at the time. Like maybe the AEW thing was happening. Uh, why did you end up passing on that?
0: <clears throat> well, I go to a lot of people for for advice. You know, and I mean, I have my my pe- my my people there that I have been with for a while, you know, United wrestling and everything. And then, uh, I keep it. I talked to Pierce, Adam Pierce a lot about my career trajectory and what I should do and, uh, different people, different places, just to kind of see, you know, what, what I should do. And it's, um, the timing of everything was AEW was coming around. Uh, and that within, you know, just the months happening and talks being, happening with everybody, just, the. Cody reached out and told me to keep May available if I can. And then as just, I got more and more information as it came out, uh, I was eventually offered an opportunity with, with AEW that just overlapped with the timing of it. And after um, conversations with, with uh, certain people, like the ones, my people that I previously just, you know, just talking about uh, telling me to bet on myself, you know, I went with the, what was presented to me in front of me was the AEW contract and I took I took that so I bet on myself and wanted to be joined with AEW because they had an idea they had a vision and it wasn't just like let's keep talking let's keep talking let's keep talking it was yeah. like here here is something something and I had the EVPs telling me to keep time open and then you know eventually I'm I'm being pitched a character and 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 uh, you know, and then here I am.
1: So uh, one of those early AEW ideas was the feud with Brandon Cutler, which I, God, I was so entertained. That kept me tuning into that program every week. That's
0: great that you, that's great that you say that. That's wonderful that you say that. I didn't mean to cut you off, you know, because uh, the feud with Cutler was completely just written on the fly because we were just two guys that had nothing to do and we weren't doing anything. And it was just something happening during the, uh, the pandemic, you
1: know? And that's one of those things glad. like when, when I look at, you know, people online and always say, Oh, well, this person is booked this way and they always lose. And I'm like, well, I watch these two guys lose all the time. And they made it a story. They, right. they did that while making other people look good, making themselves entertaining, playing yeah. off of one another. Cause it's always easier to play off of somebody else as well.
2: Totally. It's and fun. I
1: mean, I was invested in that. I was invested in seeing who was going to lose first, who was going to win first, I thought the face-off with Tony Khan there was was brilliant. Like, what what all do you all have to go through to even get like Tony involved in that? He is a busy guy, but I mean, he had to see the magic that was involved there as well.
0: I hope I'm hoping that he did. Uh, <laughs> I like like I said, everything up until that point was just complete. Uh, the entire the loser versus loser thing was completely done on the fly. Um, there was no writing for it. It was, it was legit, just done First show. We discussed it. We made things just kind of happen. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where the history of the pandemic, the pandemic started, what I, I think like, a March 2020
1: is when it is when the, the yeah. shows got canceled. Yeah.
0: And October night, um, 2019 is when the show, I think hit TV. So we were only on for a few months, you know, um, The librarian was doing some, some TV and then immediately pulled from TV and put on too dark occasionally. And then with no direction, um, the librarian character really never had any direction. So it was just kind of business as usual. I show up to work in no direction. And then the pandemic started and then, uh, most of the California guys aren't on the road, uh, and then just we just started just kind of building this thing between me and Brandon on BTE because we were, yeah, like you said, just both uh, both the, loser, the loser's record. And that was just suggested and kind of written by the Bucks. The so, Bucks and Brandon and, and me all together talking, but mostly them. So
1: who's the, uh, like I assume, is it maybe the Bucks that went to Tony and said, hey, can you do this face off for
0: <laughs> this? So that. I asked Tony to do that because we were da- we were in the Jacksonville hotel and everyone was downstairs, um, you know, mingling, doing uh, the brothering thing, you know, talking, chatting, and and uh, and doing that. And me and Brandon were we had this idea like, hey, let's do a press conference. Yes. Uh, so that I don't remember whose idea it was. I it was what it, it was I was just gonna say it was a collective idea of Brandon and I. Let's do this press conference and make this like it's a big fight field because of how silly it is. The two losers, and then tony was there we asked, so i i asked him and he said yes so it was all impromptu on the spot we just all happened to run into each other and made it work and uh it's awesome i think that's one of tony i think that's tony still tony's only thing he did on ETE might be yeah uh, yeah but it, it's a lot of fun he had a lot of fun he was all smiles and everything like uh, when the camera wasn't rolling and uh after watching it back too man i i didn't I forgot how animated his face was and it was, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. He was I, hilarious. Really, I rewatched really funny. it this week and it was, it was so
1: much fun. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm always interested to hear how groups come together too. And the Wingmen has also been a very fun group. Uh, I mean, with, with like, I, I never thought I was going to see Ryan Nimith back in wrestling again. Like who expected that? And that guy is right. supremely talented as well. And, and that's been highlighted. How, how is this group like pieced together who comes up with the idea of, putting you all together.
0: Like I said, show up to work with nothing. And then, uh, stuff happens. It just kind of happens because people see us, put us together. Uh, so when Cody was, Cody was with us, Cody's a, Cody's a reason why I have a lot of the pretty Peter Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it was the bucks idea to switch me back to pretty Peter from the librarian. And then I, uh, I had the, the, I started wanting to try to do it as like the uh, the Continental and I started doing those those skits with uh, a couple of the production people that we had, or, which were a lot of fun. Um, and then we just kind of, the character just kind of stopped. There was really nothing else, no one behind it to, to kind of help assist me getting it forward. Uh, and then Cody tried to help make it something. He started uh, adding different tweaks on it and he ultimately uh suggested the, the the pageant and we did me versus lee johnson with the walk-off and everything was all done on dark so it's nice that i kind of found a nice a nice spot with little little angles on dark i love being the king of dark i think i'm one of the only guys that's had multiple angles on on the bra on the show so that's great i love it um so now we're getting this week by week thing where it's me and Lee Johnson. Uh, by the way, we've still never had our one on one one on one blow off. Unfortunate by the way. injury uh, to Lee. Yeah. I, hate, I hate that
1: that happen. Yeah.
0: Uh, but then we had that's where they put Cesar and I together, you know, and just Cody and and, and me working together to kind of make this a week by week thing where I'm on commentary admiring people's looks and signing my my autograph to give to people in an eight by ten and everything, and just having this 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 joint bang it was brainstorm be done to create something for, for, for the character peter avalon was was a lot of fun and it just meant it led to week by week stuff and it ultimately joined me up with Cesar Bononi. We became a tag team which was a lot of fun. We got the debut as a kind of a tag team at I think it was Revolution and their tag their tag gauntlet thing. And uh so it was fun to kind of be an official team. We had a we had a a graphic made for the pay-per-view and then uh I blew out my ACL <laughs> And I, I, I think I was at some of my peak physical. I was like a buck, a buck 80. I was looking, I felt, str- I don't look like Cesar, but next to him <laughs> I felt real good and, and real big. And I, I loved the dynamic that we had of just the kind of, we're kind of twins, you know? Um, and then the yeah, ad blew out my knee and then I just got taken off the road. And ultimately the wingman was, the, was <sighs> the act at the time was they were trying something with JD and Nemeth where they were kind of like, odd couple. And then I think they put Cesar with them. And I think that might've been uh, an idea of Christian to put us all together as the wingman. And then when I saw that they were all kind of together, I assumed that I was still with Cesar. So I'm dealing with my knee injury the best I can. uh, And I start flying myself out to the tapings because they're not booking me. So I just bring myself out to be amongst the show. And then they start booking me because I'm there. And then ultimately now the wingman is a foursome and I'm performing as a manager for them, pretty much with a with a bad knee. Uh, thank, uh, which is something you're thank very Tony. good at. <laughs> thank, thank, you. That was a lot of fun. Um, but it was it was a bummer that I wasn't able to really get the thing with me and Cesar going because I hurt myself. But it was nice to be able to be a part of something still as I was healing. Um, and then I, you know, th- thankfully Tony and AEW took care of my my knee. And I was able to come back and join the rest of the wingmen. And now we have the foursome.
1: So, I mean, we have seen you pop up on New Japan NWA. So that would lead me to believe you're under a different structured AEW deal than, than some others. Like, Correct. How how long is your deal? I mean, feel free to tell me to go play in traffic. I know that can be private information. But right, really, right, right. I'm always, I gotta <laughs> yeah.
0: ask. Well, it's con- contract season's coming up. Or, uh, Big Pete, okay. I guess you know what I mean. And uh, me and my people, I've been talking to different people. You know, honestly, making different phone calls, different phone calls to me. It is what it is. And just, uh, I'm I'm playing for a for a real contract. You know. Okay.
1: Nice. That's so it. so I mean, if that were offered by AEW, even if they were to be like, hey, let's get you back on like a full time deal, is that something you'd be interested in?
0: Of course. I'm an AEW original. Dynamite since day one. I want to be an AEW legend. I want to die an AEW legend. Of course. You know, I, I am a loyal guy. And honestly, I'm loyal to a fault, honestly. And uh, I see it a lot of time in just decisions made in my career. It is what it is. But I, I, I'm an AEW original. Dynamite since day one. I love that. Uh, yeah.
1: Were you paid a flat fee or are you getting residuals from Car Shield? <laughs> oh wow. see i was fucking flat feet i'm not uh-huh. sagging
0: on any of that stuff but it was fun to play with rick flair you know what i'm saying yeah. stopping me and shit
1: like yeah. i mean that was the thing Like, you'd pop up on WWE tv on commercials and that's it. the original
0: forbidden door right there <laughs> that's it i am the og forbidden door man like i was popping up on commercials and people are popping for this stuff and it's like yeah here i am you know they at least no, they, they didn't give me free coverage anything Brother, let me tell you, car Shield. Thanks for taking care of United Wrestling Network, though I appreciate it. They take care of me in other ways. That's monetarily. true.
1: Okay, that's so. very true because I would see that on on yeah. UWN stuff all the time. So I mean, that's because because yeah. I mean, Marquez was popping up on there. Marquez got a payday yeah, yeah. for it too. Like, hey,
0: brother, let's not let's not talk about that. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> no, now. It was good. No, Marquez got a payday. Uh, uh LA Knight got a payday. rick Flair, obviously. Yeah, LA Knight did get one. Yeah couple of the other Hollywood guys got a got a payday you know uh, Dan Joseph have you so, done any like other commercial
1: good. work because I mean it, it seems like right up
0: your alley yes. as well I I had a commercial agent I've done some stuff I just actually did a uh, did a TV show and that's really as much as I I could say about it because of like the NDA I signed I just did a some stunt work on a TV show uh, and then the film that I did actually, at Diamante's in too, Pact of Vengeance okay. is getting a, uh, it's getting wider distribution too. So it should it should end up on a lot more streaming platforms pretty soon. It's uh, it's a low budget film, but man, he he kills it, this dude. Uh, Led Kowalski, man, he's a uh, he's a karate dude, and he's he's dope. He uh, his films they're low budget, but he does a lot of cool. Sure. Uh, cool, it's it's like total B movie stuff, and he does it well. It's, it's well. So this was his biggest budget so far, and he kills it.
1: Yeah. Cause like when I saw you in that commercial, I'm like, well, of course, like if you're going to have one or two guys, it's going to be like LA night and Peter Avalon. Like that's just, oh, the, yeah. I think it it fit really, really well there. But uh, so, I mean, is that something you'd like to branch out into as well?
0: Of course, man. I'm currently going to the the groundlings and taking a, uh, the improv course there. I auditioned to take the improv course and they passed me of course. And I, uh I'm taking the beginner's course right now, which I'm probably going to have to retake because I keep missing, missing the uh, class because I keep getting booked. I got booked in Germany, and New York, and all these different places with AEW. Not complaining, of course. But, yeah, uh, it's a good problem. To it have. is what it is. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. So I'm staying busy with stuff that's outside of wrestling. I'm staying stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously staying busy with stuff that's within wrestling. Um Yeah, man. But it's like I'm, I'm playing for a contract. I'm playing for a contract. It's contract season, and that's. It is what it is, man.
1: Well, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully hopefully that happens soon. Love loved talking to you for the first time. I'm going to save some stuff for the next time, though, as all well. Right. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Tell the people where they can follow you on social media.
0: Instagram.com slash PPA all day or Twitter.com slash So, and peteravalon.com, which leads to all that stuff. So.
1: The true PP of wrestling.
0: That's it. PP
1: there you go get 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 peter perfect the hell out of here it's peter avalon all day until next time guys we're out